Sit down if you want to. Right in the middle of what's going on. I'm in the middle of an interrogation. Take a seat, young Skywalker. The middle children of history, man. Middle of the day, Alfred. Please, take a seat there. Right now, I'm in the middle of nowhere. Stop the middle of the base hit! Meeting in the middle. Fight, fight. They fought for the freedom of middle. 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 The middle of the middle of the middle. The middle of a war. Freaking ridiculous. Why don't we have a seat to talk about? No, not the middle seat. Live from New York City, Long Island, the great city of Albany, and your hearts, it's the Middle Seats Podcast, the best seat in the house for all things movies and entertainment. I'm four-time The Last Airbender watcher, and by that account, Medal of Honor winner, Drew Roger. Now let's meet my trusty co-host. That'll all make sense in a second. We'll talk about that in a bit. He's a big, lean, mean, hugging machine with eyes that light up like the SpaceX rocket launch, Mr. Nate Lungarini. (laughs) <laughs> How we doing? I don't know if this is exactly live, Drew, but <laughs> it's as close as you can get. <laughs> it's live to us. Uh, and his OnlyFans account is only visited by bots in the FBI, Mr. Jay Kensler. No, I have I have two real people on there. And who are they? Well, one is live with us, so I can't say, and the other you wouldn't know. Oh, I see. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so I guess we like to keep secrets now from our co-host. <laughs> Nate and I have a joint OnlyFans account. I was going <laughs> <laughs> Tweedledee and Tweedledum. Uh, the Middle Seas Podcast, like I said, the best seat in the house for all things movies and entertainment. We have three segments for you today. We will have our lobby talk discussion where one member of the crew proposes a topic and we just go back and forth on it for like 10 minutes. Then we have a couple of interesting pieces of news, both dealing with Warner Brother projects. Um, not a lot of news these days. Um, but when there is news, it's pretty big, so we'll talk about that. And then we have a brand new, what I think is going to be a fiery, fantastic segment, folks. I'm very, very excited for this. It's something called Hollywood Hot Seat, and we'll get into that a little bit later in the show. But as I alluded to at the beginning, gentlemen, I'm kind of reborn this morning because uh, if you've been listening to the Middle Seats podcast, you know at some point I was going to have to watch The Last Airbender uh, multiple times for my box office draft punishment and i'm on the other side of the tunnel i'm walking on sunshine whoa oh. <laughs> yeah, and, andrew's feeling <laughs> andrew's feeling like like atlas with the weight of the world on his shoulders <laughs> well i know it's, it's if i took atlas and i threw the weight of the world across the room so i don't have it anymore hmm. you know i'm floating yeah. my skin is glowing because i don't ever have to watch that movie again as of yesterday morning you were feeling like atlas <laughs> yes yes that is true uh, so that's going to be really fun to go through. Uh, I know Nate's going to have a lot of fun editing that and laughing through my misery. Oh, yeah, it's something painful. I'll tell you that much. Having watched one round with you, and I know Jake watched one round with you as well. Three in a row. That's that's a pretty brutal punishment. Yeah, it was a it was a lot of different emotions going on because I was trying to you know I was trying to be genuine about how much because this movie is really terrible uh, and. You can see genuine pain towards the end of my first viewing when I realize I have to do this two more times. <laughs> <That's>, <laughs> like that was probably the lowest I got. You guys helped bolster me back up. Like you, you helped raise me up. Like you were Josh Groban. Uh, I don't know how much I helped because it was my first time. So as I was seeing the awfulness, I would exclaim it, and Andrew would go, "I know." Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I would be like, I think "What's I've seen that? that?" I think I've now seen that movie more than M Night Shyamalan has seen that movie. Uh-huh. So. <laughs> 
it's with possible. that little business behind us, look for that video soon. Let's get back into the meat of our show. Let's get into our lobby talk segment. Let's all go to the lobby. You're in the lobby? What do you look like? I will blow up the block before you can make the lobby. So guys, it's my turn for lobby talk. We haven't done a traditional lobby talk in a couple of episodes, I think. Um, but I thought I would keep it simple. And this is a topic that I know generates a lot of debate. Hashtag embrace debate. Um, because there are different snacks and different things that people eat at the movies. So, I mean, it's a pretty simple question today. Sometimes we get really philosophical with these lobby talks. Very, very uh, succinctly. What are your is top three... What did you? Yeah. Succinctly is a hundred percent word. Never heard that. Yes. Oh boy, Jake, you gotta. Oh man, you gotta make your vocabulary a little bit bigger. <laughs> I think. <laughs> succinctly. Yeah. Yeah. Never heard to that word. To be before. succinct, and short yeah. to the point. <laughs> did Did you two like like sync up for that? Because Nate had that Webster dictionary ready. <laughs> <laughs> that is not that obscure a word. <laughs> Never heard. No. It. I did also did not do well in the SATs, so. <laughs> I'm going to go into your OnlyFans account and just type thesaurus words into the chat so that you can learn something while you're entertaining the two people that hey, watch. As, as, as long as you're donating. <laughs> yeah, I'm <laughs> donating with education. Um, but anyway, what are your top three movie candies I, is the brunt of the question. Could only choose three and we can overlap because, I mean, obviously you can't force people to you can't force people to like things that they don't like. So if we happen to have overlap, that's OK. Um, having said that, Nate, why don't we start with you? What are your top three movie candies? I'm definitely more of a fruity candy guy, uh, with the one exception of Reese's Pieces. Uh, so that'd be probably my number three, like a nice chocolatey, but it's just got that mm, to it. It's good. Good candy. But then, uh, probably by a large margin, my number two and my number one, uh, would be Sour Patch Watermelon. And oh, of course, so if you're watching this on YouTube or you've seen any of our any of our branding online, I am eating Mike and Ike's, and that is the go-to movie candy. If you've been the longtime viewer of the podcast, that's no surprise to you. <laughs> Mike and Ike's are my go-to. I wonder what Mike and Ike are like in real life. You ever think about that? Didn't they try to do like the same thing that Twix did with like the left versus right? where Mike left Ike for a brief minute. Mm, yeah. <laughs> That's all I know. <laughs> it's uh, one of the great duos of all time, right next to Ben and Jerry's as well. Um, I have Reese's Peanut Butter Cups on my honorable mentions list, so I definitely understand the love of peanut buttery goodness. Um, and then Sour Patch Watermelon, I'm on board with. Like those a lot. Uh, don't know really if I've ever actually even had Mike and Ike's, to be honest. Whoa. Oh no. True. Wait a second. We said we would we said this would be like a nice simple lobby talk, but this is just unacceptable. Yeah, this is like taking <laughs> well, like, over. This can't even be a debate because I have nothing to contribute. It's just gonna be a roast then. We can contribute the fact that you're ignorant. Mike and Ike's are amazing. <laughs> <laughs> that word I know. Yeah. We we go <laughs> two and a half minutes into the lobby talk, the simple lobby talk, it turns into how big of a piece of shit Drew is. <laughs> yeah, you know what? You need to watch the Airbender last Airbender three more times. No, I'm never again. <laughs> like literally, like if I see it on TV, I'm going to change the channel. 
Uh, well, I would hope so. <laughs> Jake, any thoughts on his picks, and then you can transition into yours. Um, all very respectable picks. Um, like them all, not a bad pick there. I'm actually a big candy guy myself. I usually save buttery popcorn for like an event kind of movie, like an Avengers or a Nolan movie or something like that. Like I'm making a popcorn an occasion, so I'm usually a candy guy. And it really could be a luck of the draw. I've done Sour Patch Watermelon. I've done Reese's Pieces many times. Uh, I've done Mike and Ike's a few times. But since he said those, um, I'm going to say in no particular... Actually, no. I would say I do have a number one if I'm going by track record. So here we go. I would say third might be Cookie Dough Bites. Just because mm. they're kind of small portions. They don't give you a lot, but they're really good. I would say number two... If it's not Reese's Pieces or Sour Patch Watermelon, is probably Junior Mints. I am a minty junior guy. Junior Mints. Um, Bold choice. Yeah, I'm a minty guy. I like my Junior Very Mints. Very 35 of you. <laughs> is it? <laughs> um, and then number one, I would say I do this the most, the the classic Old Faithful M&Ms. Just regular M&Ms? Big M&Ms guy. Yeah, regular M&Ms. Oh, never fail. Never disappoint. As a side note, those pretzel M&Ms are so good. Mm-hmm. You guys I can do multiple forms of M&Ms, but I usually go regular. Yeah. Oh, this is just making me miss the movie theater, <laughs> Sorry, guys. I didn't, I didn't mean to make this a sad boy pod. I just... <laughs> I know, I'm going to drop um, like like $25 at the concession stand yeah. next time I go. I mean, $21 will get you one box of M&Ms, so... <laughs> right, it's that, that's a, a candy to drink. Yes. Um, so I'll transition into mine. Uh... I don't even know why I propose this because I'm not a big candy guy, but the ones I like, I love, you know, it's like that kind of situation. So my number three is a kind of going off of what Nate said. Uh, I like Sour Patch Kids better than Sour Patch Watermelon. Uh, I like Sour Patch Watermelon for sure, but uh, there's something about the kids. (laughs) He's on the defense. You sound like one of the guys who would like eat the heads off before he eat the whole thing. Is that you? Yes, very much. Guilty. (laughs) You sadistic lack of Mike and Ike eating candy hater. <laughs> you guys ever had those? Uh, not not a candy. You ever had the El Fudge? Uh, oh, yeah. yeah. I used to, depending on which character it was, I would eat all of them different. So I'd eat Bucket's head. I would eat Fast Eddie. I would cut three quarters of the way and bite into him. And then I was nice to Elwood because he was cool. He was like the cool. He was the cool Keebler elf, you know. Uh, Excuse me, yeah. FBI. This yeah, guy I didn't right know you here. Had, had El Fudge um, prejudice. Oh, do you say do you say El Fudge? I say El Fudge. I think there's a period in between, but I could be totally wrong. It, it I, could be I Elf. No, eh, I'm gonna go El Fudge. It's weird. Yeah, not important. Number two, I agree with Jake. Cookie dough bites. Uh, specifically, I worked at a movie theater for a while, and what we would do is we would buy them and we would freeze them so yeah, they would be I've cold. Mm-hmm. They're good. I've done that. Like, not an option when you buy them at the movie theater, really, because there's no, you know, they sell them to you at room temp out on the cart. But if you have a chance to do that, I recommend that highly. And then number one for me is I love just grabbing a whole handful of Skittles and just shoving every flavor in my mouth. Skittles are good, so too. That, right. Just so that they, like, they don't even have any kind of difference when they're in my mouth. They all just taste like one big Skittle, you know? Like, the colors mean nothing. Uh, actually, uh, I hate to disenchant some candy lovers out there, but uh, true fact that there is no difference in flavor between Skittles. They are all the same flavor in each bag. I've heard that. 
the color the colors don't mean anything that you just you just assume that they're different colors because they say so on the back but that's not how it works it's it's funny i've heard that and like i believe you and yet i still have trouble believing that you know what i mean oh god mm-hmm. <laughs> next time you get a bag of skittles yeah. blindfold yourself or whatever you need to do and eat one at a time and try to come up with the colors with someone else watching you <laughs> and you will get every single one wrong jake just <laughs> described america in 2020 you presented a fact to me and i know it's probably <laughs> true but i don't care you're I absolutely believe right I believe. <laughs> that is what i did you're absolutely yeah. right <laughs> again not to bring the f-ing candy discussion down but how did, yeah, how did we get here talking about movie theater candy? <laughs> Life's pretty tough right now, man. Uh, all right, well, that was fun. Uh, again, I agree. It made me miss the movie theater. I thought you were going to present some some bullshit like hot tamales as your favorite or something. Uh, no, I don't think I've ever had hot tamales either. Uh, let's transition into our news segment. And this just in, a news break special report. I've just been handed an urgent and horrifying news story. Uh, so hands up, guys. I've If you have HBO now, you can get HBO Max. Have you guys done anything with HBO Max yet? Because it premiered <laughs> Allegedly. a couple days ago. It worked for me, so. Yeah, I have HBO now, and I am unable to get HBO Max so far. Or I can't get it on my fire stick. Is it a free upgrade? Well, the Fire Stick and the Roku have been having problems. Yeah, Nate, it's supposed to be a free upgrade because it's the same amount of money. This is specifically for HBO Now because yeah. HBO Go, I, I spent all week researching this, so let me just get this out for people who might be confused. HBO Go is if you have it through, you know, like your cable subscription, so you would have to buy HBO Max separate, whereas HBO Now, it's like buying Netflix streaming service online exclusively, so they just upgraded you for the same price. HBO Max has a lot of good stuff on it. Um, I'll just say like a brief review of it. It doesn't have a lot of original content right now, but it's a lot of got a lot of older Turner Classic movies on it, which I think I really appreciate given what the other streaming services offer in that way. Uh, but their big selling point, one of their big selling points is all the Warner Brothers DC movies. Uh, and with the launch of HBO Max came the announcement that guys, are you sitting down for this? I could be laying down for this. <laughs> yes. The Snyder Cut is coming calls grew louder and louder from 2017 we reviewed justice league back when it first came out so young so innocent so naive back then to think we would ever be done talking about this movie but here we are three and a half years later or not not quite but you know what i mean um and the calls just grew louder and louder on the internet for the snyder cut which a lot of people thought didn't even exist it doesn't technically exist yeah i know i think those people are correct (laughs) there's just other things going on <laughs> I, to me the turning point was when ben affleck and gal gadot and uh jason momoa and Hen- i think henry cavill started supporting the idea of the snyder cut on social media uh so warner brothers saw this outpouring of support it's probably a vocal minority but it was a very vocal minority and they decided to pour about 15 to 20 million up to 25 million dollars into giving Zack snyder control to shoot some things, to do some enhanced digital effects, to basically shift Justice League to his cut. And it's coming out in 2021 exclusively on HBO Max. Uh, Snyder says only about a third of his vision uh, made it to the big screen for the Joss Whedon-Snyder hybrid movie that we got. Henry Cavill is working on a deal to come back to DC in some capacity as Superman. 
We don't know if that means the Snyder Cut. Uh, we don't know if that means just showing up again as Superman in a Man of Steel 2. We don't know what that means, but they're trying to get him back on board. Maybe they have to do reshoots to Sh- shift shave, the movie. Shave his mustache, I'm sure. I, yeah, I mean, who who knows at this point? We don't know a lot about what the Snyder Cut looks like. We know Darkseid or Darkseed will play a role in it instead of Steppenwolf. More like Dark Stupid. The good one, Jake. <laughs> So I guess, Jake, since you're on a roll, let's start with you. Because <laughs> I'm, o- I'm over this. <laughs> There's a lot to take in here, and there are a lot of opinions about this. Once again, online bullying worked. I th- Yeah, I think it's a bunch of it's a bunch of hooey. Like, if it's good, cool, great. I'm, I'm intrigued. Like, I'm going to watch it when it comes out, obviously, because there's hype around it. But, like, if it's good, cool. I'm interested. We have an interesting take on a Justice League. But if it's bad, which is very possible, God, I'm going to laugh my ass off. Like, internet, shut your mouth. <laughs> Relax. Well, I don't, think, I don't think the internet is shutting up anytime soon. Like, Sonic was the turning point. We got, <laughs> we got Paramount to change Sonic the Hedgehog's design and delay the movie by months uh, just because it looks so bad the first time around. And it worked. And... Um, you could argue that the movie is a lot more successful for it. Uh, yep. So, mm-hmm. you know, the, the Snyder Cut is a thing now. Um, Great. This is, this is definitely... <laughs> this is going to happen. Um, and honestly, as as much hate as I will give the movie, I think I was the low man out of the three of us who yeah, reviewed were. Justice League originally. Yeah, you I, were. I'm not a fan of the DCEU at all. I've not been impressed by anything. Um, but, you know... Like you just said, Jake, best case scenario, we get a good movie out of it. So Right, so cool. <laughs> if that happens, cool. Uh, if And then worst case scenario, we're in the exact same spot that we started, and all these people at Warner Brothers have a fun project to work on, you know? So it's, it's helping the movie industry a little bit. Um, yeah, that's a good spin zone. <laughs> yes. I'm, I'm not, like, particularly impressed with the internet culture around this that made this happen but this is probably the best possible result of this this type of internet bullying if you will i think that's a perfectly put nate <laughs> it's just like the whole i agree that the precedent it sets is dangerous because what's stopping people down the road just like disputing every Every single cut of a movie that ends up bad being like, well, there could, there's got to be another version. You know what I mean? It's a slippery, slippery slope. You could do that with anything. <laughs> right. Having said that, I don't think Justice League is awful. I don't think it's good uh, at at all. And I don't think Snyder is going to be able to make it that much better. I will give him credit that his extended cut of Watchmen is very, very good. He added a lot of good details to that. I would expect that Justice League's extended Snyder cut is going to be probably like three hours, right? I 100% agree with the Watchmen comparison. If it's anything like that, it's going to be good. I very much like Watchmen. Yes, Uh, but I I don't know if this man has shown me anything that shows me that he understands these characters like he understood the Watchmen characters uh, because he had a very strict source material to go off of. As we saw him pretty much unfiltered, unadulterated in batman v superman and saw what he could do like i just don't understand how people have seen batman v superman and are still clamoring for him to do more with these characters Mm, that's a very good point that's we're still on martha (laughs) (laughs) yeah like honestly that's like 
Like, I do have... I was surprised because I was just openly bashing this, this Snyder Cut internet movement for a little while. But I have, like, two good friends of mine are very excited for it. And I was like, oh, well, let me be nice then. I don't want to be, like, you know, impolite or whatever. But I'm kind of confused. I don't understand what's exciting about this. Because Batman vs. Superman was really bad. Justice League was so middling. But Justice... And forgettable. But part of the reason is because he messed up Batman and Superman as characters so badly. Like, I'm not interested in what else he has to offer because he messed them up so bad. He did not do a good job. It's not like this was promising and then it went bad. This was bad first. So... Well, like, the depressing part of this is that this has a predictable ending where the Snyder Cut comes out in 2021 and it's very bad. It's not good, but people still act like it's great anyway because they've been asking for it for so long. Like, that vocal minority is going to love this movie no matter what. Oh, God. those Because the, they want to be validated, yeah. Uh, I hate when exactly. people are impossible like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, you make me uh, groan and squirm. Well, <laughs> one last little nugget <clears throat> I want to go into. Uh, thoughts on David Ayer saying that he has his own Suicide Squad cut? Would you like to see that? <laughs> Shut, Shut your mouth. Oh. <laughs> uh. <laughs> I give up. <laughs> Honestly, I, I think that might be more believable, actually. I've heard there were four different editing teams working on Suicide Squad. And Air has done a couple of decent things in the past. That might almost be believable had I, had I, I don't know, had a different mindset. Yeah, Air has done good things, but he's also done Suicide Squad and he's done Bright, which also yes, stinks. Yes, Bright is bad, so... All right, well, that's the Snyder Cut. Uh, looking forward to reviewing that in about a year. Are, are we, um, though? Here's something we actually are looking forward to reviewing. Uh, We got an extended long look, probably our last long look, before it hits theaters someday, of Christopher Nolan's Tenet. Tenet. It'll open the right doors. Some of the wrong ones, too. Use it carefully. Time travel. No. Inversion. Well, I've seen too much. Well, we'll try and keep up. This reversing the flow of time. Doesn't us being here now mean it never happened. That trailer for Tenet premiered on Fortnite, guys. Fortnite. Uh, This is how we market movies in 2020. Uh, I, I mean, I appreciate, I guess, getting younger audiences excited for a Nolan movie, but yeah, true. Fortnite, okay. not what I would expect. I can't wait to see. Uh, I can't see the wait to see the trailer for um, Avatar Two on Tony Hawk's pro skateboarding next year <laughs> when it, when they send out the remastered version. That'll be something. Uh, obviously directed by Christopher Nolan. Anybody know off the top of their head what number movie this is for him? We do Memento. And something. Following. I think he's over ten, right? A lot. He, he's, he's made a good amount of movies. He's yeah. been working now for at least 25 years. Uh, this movie stars John David Washington, NZ, a.k.a. Denzel Jr., Robert Pattinson, Elizabeth Debicki, who you might recognize the best from Guardians of the Galaxy 2 and uh, Widows, Kenneth Branagh, uh, who you recognize from a number of stuff, the director of Thor, and Michael Caine. Ex- excuse me, Michael Caine, not Michael Caine. Uh, filmed in IMAX. It's got something to do with time inversion, Nate, as the biggest Nolan fanboy of the three of us, which is considerable to say, what did you think of this trailer? 
Yes! <laughs> oh my god, give me this movie. <laughs> I will wait. I will wait as long as necessary to see this in theaters, but yes. this is definitely going to be uh, opening night, first showing possible, maybe two times if it's good. <laughs> um, I'm super pumped for this movie. Brief thoughts so far. Um, like most of Nolan's trailers, it's very hard to tell much of anything going on in this movie. <laughs> yeah. There's, the the plot details are incredibly vague. Um, it's more selling you on the premise of the action, which is what he did with Inception 2 and um, all of his movies to some degree. Uh, looks awesome. Based on what I can see here, it looks like rather than specific scenes playing out reverse, specific actions within the scene are going to be playing out in reverse while the rest of our characters are moving forward in time, which I think is a really cool concept. So there's bullets flying into the gun. You're like catching the bullet. That was a point in the trailer. Uh, other things like that, like the car crash where they're driving forward, but a car is uncrashing itself. That kind of stuff looks cool and it looks new and it looks intuitive, which I think is one of the biggest selling points here. As a, as a brief thing, and I'm sorry if I'm going long here. No, but do as it. a brief thing, Dunkirk... <laughs> Chapter 5. <laughs> Dunkirk is a little lower on the Nolan totem pole for me because it kind of felt like Nolan said, I got to fit in some weird time aspect, kind of ham and fist here. Um, and he came up with like this three different stories happening in three different periods of time. One's an hour, one's a week, and one's a day, something like that. Does that sound right? Yeah. Yeah. Yep. And that's that's hard to pick up in, in the movie sense. It makes sense after you watch it once um, or like halfway through the first time maybe, but it's a little harder to follow. This with Tenet, looks much easier to follow because it's just one aspect of a scene, like one action happening in reverse. And not only is that going to be really cool to look at, it's going to be easy to follow and it's something brand new, which is what Hollywood needs. So I'm very, very excited for Tenet. I think it looks awesome. Jake, before you go into it, let me just read this incredibly vague synopsis that IMDb has listed. It's actually been expanded upon a little bit since I last checked. Armed with only one word, tenant, and fighting for the survival of the entire world, the protagonist, not even a name, the protagonist journeys through a twilight world of international espionage on a mission that will unfold in something beyond real time. That I have no clue what that means. It sounds amazing. <laughs> but, I mean, it's par for the course for him. Um, so I know, obviously, Jake, you're excited for this as well. Yeah, I would I, I would say Nate is the, the Nolan fanboy of the three, but I he's absolutely one of my favorite directors. He's one of the few where I've seen everything he's done. I do not think he has a bad movie. Um, like, his worst movie is probably still a 7 out of 10. Like, excellent track record. Um, uber excited. I would say even before, like, back in 2019, this was probably the movie I was most excited for in 2020 before everything hit the fan. Um, so yes, like Nate touched on, I only sort of understand everything that's going on in the trailer. I'm just going to accept that I'm marginally confused and I'm just going to have to go into the movie and see what he has in store for me. Right. Uh, it's similar to Inception where you understand broad strokes, but not right. specific. Like I understand that there is like some kind of apocalyptic scenario going on and people move through time weirdly and there will be action and God knows what else and British people 
Uh, <laughs> but <laughs> um, <laughs> the thing that two-way street of emotions, it gets me really hyped and also a little nervous because I don't want to get too hyped. But apparently Nolan himself said this is the most ambitious thing he's ever done. And I don't even know how to take that. As a man who only <laughs> does ambitious things, like what does that mean? <laughs> like well, that's so exciting and scary. <laughs> God bless him for just taking the biggest budget possible to do like what amounts to like art house block, you know, to art house thrillers. You know what I mean? Like this is fascinating a, concepts on the biggest scale. Yeah, this is a movie that like Darren Aronofsky thinks of but never gets the money to do. And Christopher Nolan has earned the right to, you know, use money. First of all, I love the commitment to theaters here. I mean, Nate touched on it, but I was, I mean, there, this was never going to happen, I think, but there, the way everything has been so unpredictable recently, I was afraid they were going to cut it up into 50,000 parts on Quibi and release it as like an app movie. <laughs> like, oh, good could Lord. you imagine? Like, no one would have, no one would have a conniption. He would retire. Uh, yeah. Jake, do you know that word, conniption? <laughs> there we go. <laughs> Progress. Um, John David Washington in an interview recently said that Tenet will kind of reset and define how movies are made for the next 10 to 15 years. I, I saw that too. I don't know. Like, what do I do with that? That's too exciting. Right. I can't go into a movie thinking that. If you think about how mm -hmm. he already did that with Inception, and he kind of did it with The Dark Knight too, that would make like the third time he has done something of that ilk. There are people who have said Dunkirk was a second masterpiece after Dark Knight. Unless you include Inception. Yeah. So, like, what does he have, four masterpieces now? Like, yeah, I, like, yeah. I respect I, – Nate, I respect your take on Dunkirk, but it's a top three Nolan movie for me, I think. Like, I, mm. I adored it, and I loved how the structure made it, it – I thought of it less as it shoehorning it in and finding a different way to tell a story we've seen many times before. Oh, I will absolutely give that to Dunkirk. It is a very original novel take on a war movie. Like, no other director has done anything even close to what that is. Um, it didn't work for me, but it does work for a lot of people. Yeah, I don't, don't dislike it. Yeah. Um, it's just on the lower end of the totem pole for me. But that's more that I just don't like war movies. <laughs> hey, that also helps, yeah. Um, he, I mean, he's a one-of-a-kind filmmaker. I'm really excited to see what he does. I don't really have more to say than mm -hmm. that. I got a couple I got a couple more nuggets. Oh, okay. We can go, stretch go this out it. a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, let, yeah let, let him go. He needs this. <laughs> so I, a couple of nuggets of information that we've got. Uh, there is a scene where they crash a plane into the side of a hangar. And I admit, I'm not a good researcher because I think I only read the headline here. But apparently, that is a real plane. It was yep. more cost efficient for Nolan to buy like a soon-to-be-retired plane and crash it into the side of the building than it would be to like yep. CG it. Yeah, I read that. And Nolan's infamous for stuff like that. I love In it. In Interstellar, he bought the cornfield and ended up selling the corn back as a profit yeah. <laughs> to make the movie less expensive. What an animal. Uh, but like he wanted to be able to crash it stuff in the cornfield and drive through it and that, all that kind of thing wouldn't happen in real life so he said screw it I'll just buy a cornfield and that's what they did yeah <laughs> unbelievable I mean as, as far as uh, the plane goes we've talked about it time and time again the tangible realism and amazement of practical effects like just it's oh, yeah. it's incredible to look at that and know that that actually happened and it's going to look great on mm -hmm. a big screen yeah, the, the hospital in the dark night that Joker blows up, oh. that's a real building that was purchased and blown the up. The revolving, <laughs> re revolving room in Inception. Yep. 
Oh my god, so cool. Alright, we could talk about Tenet all day. We gotta move on here though. <laughs> so that'll do it for news. And now it's time to get into our brand new segment. This is gonna be a lot of fun. I think we're gonna have a really good time with this. Uh, we call it the Hollywood Hot Seat. It's time the hot seat. And my notes. It's you who's in the hot seat. Was that seat hot or what? <laughs> You're on fire! So here's how this is gonna work. Uh, one member of the crew, we're hoping to make this a recurring segment, if not every week, uh, every couple of episodes. One of the member of the crew will be sitting on the hot seat and they will be asked swelter questions that'll make them sweat more and more a little bit about movies and TV and generally about life. Some of them, uh, they have no idea what the questions are today. Nate Lungarini is the test guinea pig for the Hollywood hot seat. So Jake and the, the I, resident hottie at the middle seats. Like, you know, having won the box office draft and having to lose the coin flip that caused this monstrosity to happen, I'm not excited. Yes. <laughs> so here are the rules. Jake and I will alternate asking him questions. He has 30 seconds to answer the question. No matter how tough it is, no matter how uncomfortable it makes him. If he lasts longer than 30 seconds, we tack on more. There's going to be about 20 questions. We'll get through them as quickly as possible. This is going to be rapid fire, but if there are some things that we have to go back and get him to explain in detail, he needs to explain and answer our questions. Okay. <laughs> Nate, are you ready? No. <laughs> are you as ready as you're going to be? Um, hang on, let me let me just unclench my fists. Okay. Loosened up. <laughs> I could do this. I could do this. Uh. I could do this. All right, let's turn the burners on and let's get this going. Question number one, and like I said, the earlier ones are a little easy. The movie I acted out the most in my backyard is blank. Acted out the most in my backyard? Um, probably Clock Stoppers, the, the Nickelodeon movie where you could stop time. And we're off and running. <laughs> wow. Really? <laughs> so we are a podcast, but we video record these things. And Andrew and I looked at each other and went. It's a what? weird question. <laughs> I I don't think like, like as an example, like if this was Lion King is the answer. I don't think I paraded around my backyard pretending to be Simba. I don't remember doing that. I was always like myself when I was playing pretend, if that makes sense. Uh, so you're like, like, I'm too cool. I'm too cool. Fuck Jack Sparrow. <laughs> oh, no, but like I would, I wanted. Nate's like I am a protagonist. I wanted my <laughs> myself to do the cool things that are happening in a movie. So, so like stopping time. Yeah, was I was fun. gonna say so. Clock Stoppers came yeah. out in the early two. I think it came out in two thousand two. It's uh, it's about teenagers who get like watches that can stop time. So how do you play that? Exactly right. Huh? How do you play? You, you just freeze your friends. You press the button on your watch and you run around the backyard really fast. Oh. With the power oh of imagination, <laughs> your your neighbor your neighbors probably thought you had to be clinically institutionalized. You just sprinting mm -hmm. in circles. Although, no, now that we've been talking about it, um, that's obviously a very isolated imaginative activity. The one that I do remember playing with friends at recess, so not in my backyard, but at recess, was Harry Potter. Makes sense. And I got to be Harry. There you go. <laughs> All right, Jake. Question number two. <laughs> the boy who lived. Nate Longarini. The director I want to make a movie out of my life the most is blank. Oh, that's a that's a tough one, but I guess I'm just gonna go with Christopher Nolan because he'll come up with some cool way to make my pretty 
standardized life something interesting. Yeah, that was – I think both of us <laughs> expected that answer. Question number three, the most overrated MCU movie is blank. Uh, probably Witcher Soldier. Dang. Don't get me wrong. I like it. Boo. I like it, but I think it gets a lot of – a lot more love than I personally get out of it. Okay. I've, I've heard that opinion before. That's fair. I don't agree, but Boo. that's fair. Jake? <laughs> um, if I were forced to choose never to watch another genre again other than horror, it would be blank. So you can never watch a movie in that genre again. Honestly, pretty easy westerns. Uh, I think I've only seen like two, and they they just are not my thing. Um, prob- probably closely followed by war movies, which we just talked about. I'm I'm just not a huge fan of the genre. I thought you were going to say musicals, to be honest. Oh, no, musicals are great. You lose all the Disney stuff with musicals. Yeah, his life is a musical. Sunshine. (laughs) Okay, question number five. Which of these Christopher Nolan movies would you erase from history? Memento, Inception, The Dark Knight, or The Prestige? Oh. Oh, that's hard. Okay, can't get rid of Memento or Inception. Those are, like, some of my top movies of all time. Um... Dark Knight or Prestige? 15 seconds. It hurts to say Prestige because I think it's criminally underrated and a lot more people need to see it. But unfortunately, I think that's the one because Dark Knight's just too good to let let go and so impactful to the superhero genre. All right, that's fair. That's kind of what I expected. Say I take the Prestige out of the uh, scenario. which Dark Knight. Dark Knight? Interesting. Oof. You got to keep Inception Memento. Those are my two favorite Nolan movies. <sighs> okay. Jake? Brutal. The one movie we could never pay you enough money to watch is? Um, so a really bad movie that I've had to be Any movie. To watch. Horror, bad, long. Couldn't pay you to do um, it. Probably. Probably um, Hereditary. Like. Oh. I've been I've been avoiding that movie like the plague. <laughs> so so Elon Musk comes into your like into your, you know, Pokemon game world slash I mean like uh I was trying to say living room. I don't know why I said it like that. Uh yeah, but he's like one. I have I have two hundred billion dollars here. You have to watch Hereditary with the lights off in the middle of the night. You say no? Okay, well two hundred billion's a very big answer. Um, <laughs> never pay you enough money. Yeah, no, no. I, I, I watch. I would watch a movie for two hundred billion. <laughs> yeah, I don't like. I don't have an answer for this question because I would sit through anything for a billion dollars. <laughs> I would sit through any movie for a million dollars. Yeah. Question number there. seven: the movie that you would be most ashamed of admitting you like is blank. Admitting I like. Yeah. Um. Fifteen seconds. I'm really trying to think here. Ashamed I admit I like. Ten, nine, eight, seven, six, five, four, three. I don't know. I'm really struggling here. I can't think of anything. Okay. You still have to answer and then we tack one on at the end. I still have to answer? Yes, you do. Oh. Oh. Okay, I got one. It's not great, but I got one. Uh, The first Transformers movie. 
Uh, I liked it a lot at the time, and obviously it's gone down a lot, especially in the wake of the sequels. Um, and the internet bashed it to heck, but if I was being honest with myself, I still enjoy the first one a little bit. Nate and Nate, as a child, was there any movie that you had to walk out of the theater because you were too scared? Uh, I don't know if I left the theater for it, but uh, I think the first movie that I remember being scared of was Fantasia 2000. Specifically, the hmm. it was like the nature one with the end with the green-haired lady, and then there's like the phoenix coming out of the volcano. I remember getting scared at that scene. Um, hmm. I don't know if my parents pulled me out, but I definitely remember getting scared. All right, from this point forward, they get way weirder. Say you were colorblind and had to watch movies exclusively in black and white. What's the first movie you think you'd want to watch? Uh, that's an interesting one. Not naturally uh, color. Like, it, it's not a naturally black and white movie. It, it's a movie yeah, that's... Like, yeah, like, do, does Mad Max Fury Road count because there is a black and white version? I think that's a fair answer. Like... Oh, I actually like that answer. Uh, yeah, I'll, I'll go with that. It's a pretty yellow movie anyway. I don't think I'd be missing too much. Right. <laughs> Oh, see, I love the visuals in that movie, but I do think black and white would be interesting. Yeah. Um, and there's a reason that they have a black and white version specifically for that reason. Yeah, I think mm-hmm. it would be an interesting cut. Uh, all right, Jake. So, Nate, would you rather be DiCaprio at the end of Titanic, Departed, or Django Unchained? Oh. All dead, but... <laughs> Varying degrees <laughs> of dead. Okay. Um <laughs> Okay, so Titanic, <laughs> you have the benefit of knowing that you're loved as opposed to the other two. But right. 15 seconds. <laughs> uh, I'm explaining my answer. Um, but freezing is definitely the worst way out of all those to go. So I'm going to go departed just because it's quick. Mm. Interesting. And Django, you're you. Yeah, you die. You're a not racist. a bad person. Oh my god! <laughs> right. Screw you're that. your own slave. <laughs> I, I don't know. I like I like Titanic. I like the idea of a woman simping for me for seventy years. After I die. <laughs> but you die in the worst way possible. Dude. Yeah, that's a that's a rough way yeah. to die. And it's slow. this one. The, true. This one's really screwed up. I don't know what I was thinking. I was I was still a little drunk when I wrote this one. <laughs> yes, I think. yes, you were. <laughs> uh, uh, which of these two characters would you rather execute and look them in the eyes when you kill them, Aunt May or Pikachu? Aunt May or Pikachu? <laughs> what? <laughs> I'm uh, guessing I'm going to go Pikachu because there's the chance what? I can bring it to Nurse Joy and <laughs> heal him. <laughs> uh, and That's like, actually not... It's actually not what I expected. Like, um, Aunt May? That's just so mean. He just pe- <laughs> he's just pika pika ing up at you as you just, like, take out your Glock. <laughs> oh, Christ. Oh, no. Oh, God. Uh, all right. It, they get a little easier there's, for a little bit yeah, and then there, ramp there, up There's, again. like, a little layup before they get worse. <laughs> Question 12, Jake. We're only on 12? Oh. <laughs> First rated R movie. Um, probably Terminator, I think. I don't, I don't. The first, the first one? The first one I saw? No. Yeah. The Terminator 1 or Terminator 2? Yeah, I think Terminator 1. I'm, I don't, I don't know. And I might have actually give, given conflicting answers because that's just, it wasn't a big moment for me seeing my first rated R movie. I don't remember it. That's fine. Okay. Uh, the first rated R movie I watched behind my parents' back. Slash snuck into. Ooh. Um, 
probably uh, Mel Brooks' History of the World Part 2. Or Part 1, excuse me. <laughs> yeah, there is no Part 2. Yeah. <laughs> that was a joke. Um, yeah, that was, that was one that, like, we'd seen the rest of the Mel Brooks ones, but I think there was, there's a lot more, like, sexy humor in that one. And I remember, like, taking that and watching it for the first time in the basement. <laughs> mm. Okay, that's a good answer. That's a pretty, that's like a culturally, like, good answer, too. I think mine was, like, Step Brothers. <laughs> yeah, I actually have a good uh, one. So in case I happen to get asked that, I will save it. Okay. Um, number number 14, Jake. Yep. The one, Nady, the one celebrity I'd risk it all for is... Risk it all, meaning, like, I have to give my life for? You would, you would risk... Any kind you of have an affair with yeah. them, like you would consider having a, an affair. Like tarnish with your reputation for. Oh, oh well, that that's easy. Natalie Portman. She, it shouldn't be that easy. Oh my god, <laughs> <laughs> you're gonna die. <laughs> that, that's a known fact, though. She's the goat. Okay, <laughs> she's my goat. My cheat. <laughs> Question fifteen: An animated character I wish I could pork besides Jessica Rabbit is blank. An animated character. Yep. yep. Um. You know, um. Fifteen. Maybe Meg from Hercules. She's curvy. That, <laughs> oh, I like that. That is one that I had in mind. <laughs> Blonde beards unite. Mm-hmm. Now, see, at, at first I thought I thought you were saying Meg from Family Guy. Mm-hmm. Big like, difference. Oh, <laughs> yeah. yeah, you know, like growing up, the the answer might have been Jasmine, but that's weird because I'm a lot older and she's still fourteen. I think in that movie. <laughs> mm. Nate, that's funny because that that is an animated character I had in mind. Like sometimes I go, "What would I answer for this question?" And that was one of them. <laughs> Number 16. Uh, the one celebrity I'd let my significant other risk it all for is... Ooh. Uh, Ryan Gosling. Easy. <laughs> he's so dreamy. And he's a nice guy. Uh, he's I, a good guy. I, I didn't think that you would have answers to these so quickly. <laughs> like, that's how you know that you've talked about this before. <laughs> We're movie people. <laughs> we talk about movie things True. a lot. Question number 17. A movie that my significant other loves that I hate is blank. Um, I'm trying to think of a good chick flick that I just can't get behind. But that I've seen is the hard part. I haven't seen a whole lot of chick flicks. Um, 15. Oh, uh, a recent example was um, Saturday Night Fever. Saturday Night Fever. Oh, yeah. yes. Okay. Yeah. Saturday Night Fever. Uh, <laughs> I watched that for the first time since quarantine. And on the reputation that it was like one of those cultural classic movies. But, oh, my God, I did not like it one bit. <laughs> There's so much misogynistic and like very of its time things that do not hold up well today that my significant other said she loved and her parents love it and then Mm. i think i actually brought her down a little bit (laughs) after i watched this movie (laughs) and she's like oh that's not how i remember it at all (laughs) yeah well now you're using your platform to bring her down again yeah (laughs) sorry yeah saturday night fever that's that movie 
up. <laughs> yeah. What? It's an interesting age divide for that movie. Right. Um, All right. Three main questions and then a bonus left. Number 18. Nate, your go-to Netflix and chill movie. Um, and you know what we mean by Netflix and chill. Oh. Oh. <laughs> You're watching a movie. Yeah. Um, is Tarzan still on Netflix? Don't you dare. <laughs> oh, Don't no, you man. dare. <laughs> Unex- denied. Rhythmically moving your body to Rosie yeah, O'Donnell no, and, actually, and Phil the, Collins. Denied. <laughs> Unacceptable. No, my, my actual answer for the one time that I really have pulled this off was uh, Mouse Hunt. <laughs> I never oh. thought I would hear the... Oh, sorry, I, I never sorry. thought I said, this movie yeah, would... Mouse Hunt is the... No, 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 not Mouse Hunt. Um, shoot. The Great Mouse... No, The Great Mouse Detective. I apologize. Is that worse or better? I don't I don't know, but it's more... It's just as interesting. <laughs> I was going to say, I, I cannot believe that Mouse Hunt has come up in two separate <laughs> capacities in the yeah, history man. of the Middle Seats podcast. I, I, you on. can tell that I'm antsy because I'm giving the wrong wrong films out. I'm not, I'm not thinking before I say it. <laughs> yeah. Uh, these, last, these last two are pretty rough. They're odd. <laughs> Uh, th- I don't again. Don't know where this came from. Number nineteen, the serial killer I would switch places with is blank. Like the movie serial killer. Just, just In bluntly. Life? I don't know if I know enough serial killers to change with. Twenty seconds. Well, you better think of one. Yeah. Um, <laughs> uh, I, I, I honestly, I honestly don't know if I know enough serial. I killers. don't care. First serial killer that comes to your mind. Uh, I think the only one I know is like the Buffalo Bill guy. Like, you by you name. monster. You're disgusting. Not e- That's like, yeah, <laughs> not even a real dude. I don't, I don't know. I don't know serial killers. <laughs> Ted Bundy. Ted this Bundy. Is, I don't know this, his name. Jack the Ripper. Jack the Ripper. Uh, Jeffrey Dahmer. The all Zodiac them, Killer. Oh, uh, I should have picked Zodiac Killer. He never got caught. That actually would be a good one. <laughs> yeah. I'm, yeah. I, I. I honestly. I. I know Ted Bundy when you say his name, but that's like not in my library of names to pull out of my hat. Does that make sense? Yeah, we just wanted to yeah. basically throw an egg in your face. Okay. Of some sort. <laughs> All right, so Jake, I have a. I'm gonna add when you read this question. I'm gonna add three words to it at the end. That's gonna make it maximize. It. I actually think I know the uh, words. I was thinking about doing it, but I'll, I'll All right, go you, ahead. Then, then you do it because I think you yeah, know. Yeah. Okay. All right. Question number twenty, and then you have one extra after this. Unless you don't answer this in 30 seconds, then you get two. And um, then you get two, yeah. You, so, Nady, you're in the middle of sex with your respective partner. What's the movie quote you scream out as you're climaxing? Yep, that was what I was going to do. <laughs> the f***, guys. <laughs> My parents listen to this podcast. As do mine. <laughs> Not anymore. 20 seconds. Uh, okay. Um... 15 seconds. Stop that saying that. That was the fastest five seconds ever. <laughs> you don't get to be snippy. 10 seconds. I don't, I don't know. Five. That's a song. Four. I believe in Santa Claus. <laughs> <laughs> what? Perfect. I love it. I don't, I don't care. Yeah. It's great. I need more than 30 uh, seconds to ponder that answer. <laughs> <laughs> no, that was, that uh, was, that was a, exactly <laughs> what I was hoping for, basically. <laughs> I believe in Santa Claus. This this one, I don't think this one is as bad. Uh, but it's it's still a little uncomfortable. Question number 21. If I were to name my penis, 
after a movie character, I would name it after blank. <laughs> I don't like where this segment is going. I don't know if we can bring this back. The, the low, the low groans. <laughs> um, Fifteen seconds. We have another one. We'll go with Mumbo. What? What's Mumbo from? <laughs> uh, isn't he from um, the the other Mel Brooks movie? Oh, yeah. oh, yes. I, Blazing I, Saddles. Yeah, from from Blazing, Blazing Saddles. Saddles. Yep. <laughs> but can we get a... All right, last question I'll ask you. Can you, we get a little explanation of why you just said mumbo? Because I think this question is big, dumb, and stupid. <laughs> <laughs> all right. It's uh, <laughs> a bonus question. All right, Nate Lungarini, we will turn the oven off. You are off the Hollywood hot oh, seat. Thank goodness. you for playing. It got so sexual at the end there. I'm very uncomfortable. <laughs> Yeah, good. That's we, what we yeah, were supposed to get worse. Uh, that will do it for this episode of the Middle Seeds podcast. We might be doing that again in the future. I think it'd be fun to at least go around once for oh, each yeah, of us. Oh, yeah, I definitely have See to get Nate my does. revenge on you two. <laughs> <laughs> Nate's eager. Nate wants to do it now. <laughs> He's writing them down. Uh, so th- that will do it for this episode. Before we go, Nate Lungarini, where can they find us on the Internet? All righty. Here's how you can get in touch with us, where you can... Post your complaints to that awful last segment. <laughs> Please like, comment, subscribe to our YouTube channel, The Middle Seats. You can also listen to us on the go on all your podcast platforms, including iTunes, SoundCloud, Spotify, and Stitcher. For questions, comments, and updates on the show, keep an eye on our Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter, all at The Middle Seats. And if you like what you hear and you want to see more content, let us know and spread the word. Are you still stuck at home waiting for quarantine to be over for you to go back out to the movie theater? We have listed about 45 movies in one of our pods. Uh, Good recommendations across streaming services. And of course, you can watch my torture uh, very soon on our YouTube page. Me watching The Last Airbender three times in nine hours, getting a little tipsy, a little past tipsy at points, and then back from the brink uh, of despair to hope at the other side. Of course, we've got more content coming soon. We don't know what's coming next, but we are having fun in this quarantine, getting a little creative, and we hope you guys are having fun listening to us. For Nate Lungarini and Jake Hensler, I'm Andrew Oje. Keep that seat warm, everyone. We'll be back soon.